Hi folks, welcome to Stockcast Invest Wisely. Today we are we have a special episode. A very good friend of mine, Sadra, is with us today. I decided to make a series about different companies um, and make them regularly, where we talk about those companies and we present our analysis about those companies. Uh, Sadra, my friend, works in. MAN as uh, telematics for e-mobility, and he has been following a particular company for some time now. That company is none other than Mighty Tesla. We both are long on Tesla, and today we will also share with you our views about the company and what we think about the future prospects on about the company. Moreover, we will also talk about the competition with Tesla, what other companies are doing to catch up with Tesla, and what competitive advantages Tesla has over others. So Sadra, welcome to my podcast. Thanks for having me. So could you please share with us, uh, since when you have been following Tesla, and what do you think about the future about the company? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been following Tesla for a uh, quite long time, I would say. And uh, as Jesse mentioned, uh, we are, I'm also a long Tesla. Um, I am a big believer that uh, the future of the transportation will be electric and uh, Tesla will play a very big role in that. And uh, Tesla has been driving that, uh, how do you say, uh, motion towards immobility. And uh, what's your second question? <laughs> so yeah, so I, I also asked you, uh, what do you think about the prospects about the company? Right. And uh, so Tesla has, uh, in many di- different aspects, in many different directions, uh, big uh, will play a big role in advancing each of those uh, technologies in the future and both autonomy, electric vehicle technology, battery technology, uh, even telematics, which I'm working at, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, even supply chain management in many areas that is outside the scope of thinking of a lot of people, Tesla will do big innovations in those areas and will usually have a positive impact for better mobility for the mm-hmm. future. Yeah, but, but they're not the only company, right, running the whole uh, show. I mean, there are big giants uh, uh, like Volkswagen, General Motors, Ford, Toyota. Why? They, and they have a lot of cash on their hand. Why can't they catch up with Tesla? Why do you think Tesla is just uh, leading in this uh, at the moment in automotive as well as in energy sector? Well, I think uh, one factor is there, there is the first mover's advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tesla has been uh, the first, one of the initial for, uh, first movers in the area of electric mobility. And for a very long time, everyone just said, yes, they will not succeed because they were an electric car company. Uh, they were, first of all, an, a car company, which out of all the uh, car startups that you have seen over 100 years, very, very few have succeeded. So there are a lot of uh, people who were uh, basically skeptical of Tesla. And on top of that, there was a lot of uh, 
misunderstandings and about the electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. So there is a double factor there, which uh, was a huge uh, wrong mindset by a lot of people against Tesla, both a car company and an electric car company. Mm -hmm. uh, but Tesla managed to uh, be the first mover in that area and develop that technology for a long time before anyone any other company started thinking about doing mm -hmm. that. Maybe with a few exceptions, but even those exceptions, for example, Nissan as well as GM, who also started some initial programs in mobility, uh, they didn't pursue it as seriously as Tesla did. They could have invested a lot more money than Tesla did, uh, but... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you on that because I know that even till now, I, it's hard to believe many people are still skeptic about the whole electric cars. They still uh, have this range anxiety, right? This is so-called range anxiety where yeah. this is very common that I hear that, oh, how much range does the car have? What if I'm going on a long uh, road trip? What if I will uh, run out of the uh, battery? What will I do? And I always tell them, look, the range is not so less, first of all. I mean, it's already now they are touching 500 kilometers now range which is, I think, for most of the use cases, it's quite sufficient. And the other thing which uh, I think uh, what happened uh, in the five years before when, when the uh, Model S came, um, the big companies were making fun of uh, Tesla. They were saying that it's just a joke and it cannot compete with the traditional cars. Um, so yeah, I, I do agree with you that uh, this first mover advantage came because while all the other companies were sleeping, Tesla was going ahead rapidly. They were making uh, milestones. So first they had this uh, roadster, and this was really smart because the first thing which they did, they went for a niche car, high-end car roadster. They made a few of them, they sold them, people liked them, it was a really good looking car. And then afterwards they went for Model S, which is also a luxury vehicle. I think it's around $80,000 or something like that. Yeah, right? average price. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and which was also quite a success. And till now, no other car manufacturer has an electric car which can compete with the first Model S, yeah. which, is, which is unbelievable because that was in 2012, right? Yeah. And then afterwards, they decided to go for the mass production of Model 3, because that was a more or less average uh, price car, I would say, uh, around $50,000, I think. Um, so yeah, so they had this whole plan, and this they were really clear from the very beginning what they wanted to do. And now I think the Model Y is coming as well, or it's already, I think, in the market or not, yeah. right? Yeah, so I think they, they were uh, really organizing their approach. And it's not like that they had, uh, just a smooth ride. Of course, they had their difficulties. They had a lot of competition. The whole media was against them for whatever yeah. reason. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that uh, I agree with you that they have the first mover's advantage. But now, if we talk about 2020, uh, the electric battery technology has evolved. You also work in this technology. Um, Chinese cars are also coming in, in the market, and they are, I think, quite uh, uh, competitive as well in terms of pricing as well as the the overall uh, package that they provide. NIO is also in China, is also making good cars. Uh, BMW, Volkswagen is also um, producing 
न्यू मॉडल्स it's not that simple a question to answer because you can have you can say that on different fronts and different areas the tesla has different competitors for example uh but if you for example if you go in the direction of manufacturing uh long term you can say that uh, volkswagen will be a, a competitor to tesla uh in terms of affordability as well as uh, large scale manufacturing mm-hmm. um if other automakers also start investing as heavily as uh for example either tesla or volkswagen is doing uh which there are some other companies doing then of course tesla will have more competitors in the area of uh manufacturing um in the area if you say for example in the area of autonomy uh tesla will have probably different uh competitors mm-hmm. who are have better technologies compared to other ones i guess you're talking about google here right um either google or uh companies that are using the uh technology from mobileye for example mm-hmm. uh or nvidia mobileye uh, is uh, part of intel i think yes now it's part of intel uh but companies such as neo uh as well as some others are using the technology from mobileye mm-hmm. those will be in the area of autonomy tesla's main competitors okay um so those are just off the top of my head two areas in which tesla will have uh, different competitors but because tesla is such a uh, vertically manif- uh, vertically integrated company uh in each segment of its uh, business it will probably have different competitors uh that's that's my view all right Oh that's really interesting. I I didn't know these things. Yeah. Um so as far as I know Google has this um, their own um uh, sub um company called Waymo and they are I think working on autonomy long before Tesla started I think. As far as I know they started from 2008 maybe. Mm-hmm. And they are using lidar. They are not using uh, the cameras. Yeah. I think they are using a combination of lidars and cameras. why they are not yet ready for their fully autonomous driving till now what is the uh, biggest challenge that they are facing in your point of view um i think the biggest challenge regarding uh, lidar technology for autonomy is uh, the cost uh, lidar is a technology that is still very much in development and uh, many different con- companies are trying to their best to make the packaging as small as possible and as cheap as possible but uh, i think it will take a very long time for the lidar technology to become uh, price competitive with uh, the camera technology camera has been something that has been uh, by now pretty much matured it's a mature technology uh, and on top of that you have the field of uh, image processing uh which is a also quite a mature field and when you combine that with machine learning uh that is a it's a combination that uh, i think uh works better than lidar in my opinion 
Um, and I have seen, uh, for example, some test vehicles that have been uh, equipped with LiDAR that were appropriate for closed areas uh, where you need, uh, for example, I once uh, saw a uh, golf cart by a, a startup company that was basically adapted to work in closed areas for nursing homes and they had a LiDAR on top because they needed to know exactly if a passenger is coming uh, in some areas, they mm -hmm. have, and it's because it's a small area, they can have a much more detailed mapping of the area. But uh, if for a vehicle, uh, which is to be mass manufactured, uh, I think LiDAR is still too expensive compared to, and uh, compared to cameras. And on top of that, it's just doesn't honestly look so good on a vehicle. Yeah, it doesn't look good. I've seen yeah. it. I mean, and it's quite this, big on the top, right? Yeah, you got this spinning thing on top and it's uh, it can have additional, uh, we say, um, uh, it's another maintenance component that requires for, probably will require maintenance. Um, but don't you think it will get cheaper over time, this LiDAR? It can get cheaper over time, but I think by the time it gets cheap enough to be integrated in vehicles, the camera-based autonomy is already way ahead of it. But it's still a tough uh, problem to crack, right? Yes, and uh, yes. because the other problem is that in autonomy, you have to uh, combine different sources of information to uh, form an understanding of the world surrounding mm -hmm. the vehicle. For example, Tesla is using a combination of radar and camera. And uh, both of them basically have more or less a low resolution, uh, especially radar is much more low resolution compared to camera. But camera, you can have gather a lot of information, but still you can have compress that information and still gather a lot of information. Mm -hmm. But with LiDAR, uh, you get more or less like centimeter exact uh, model of the world around. And that's a lot of information to be mixed with other sources of uh, information from other sensors. And I think it's just much more complicated uh, uh, method to form an understanding for the vehicle of what's going on around. All right, yeah, enough of the technical discussion. Let's come to the topic that many listeners want to know, stock price. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the performance of Tesla stock this year, it is absolutely mind blowing. I mean, the year to date till now, from January till now, Tesla stock has gone up 360%. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and that is during this whole global health crisis. What do you think is the catalyst for this? What is driving this stock price? Do you think we are in the bubble territory right now? Um, I mean, and uh, I can say that uh, one reason that is uh, causing the stock market, uh, the value of Tesla to go through the roof is that people are starting to wake up to the true potential there. And uh, of course, uh, the value of a company on the stock market is not an indicator of its current value. It's an indicator of its value in the future. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and at this point, uh, Tesla has managed to convince a lot of people that it is going to be uh, pretty big. It is going to be 
one of the major forces in advancing the uh, transformation to um, sustainable energy. And uh, I think when you have uh, this massive uh, spike in interest in the um, in, in a particular company, that in itself is a driver in the increase in the price of the stock market. And that's my understanding of why it has been gone through the roof. And another factor is the resilience that Tesla has uh, shown even during this uh, difficult situation. Um, and uh, I think um, people are seeing that when a company is more able to work fast, and not um, be bound by the legacy uh, that uh, comes with them, they're able to uh, move through crisis much more swiftly and nimbly compared mm -hmm. to other companies. Right. So that's my understanding. Okay, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I do also agree that um, the market sees the potential in the company, but on the other hand, they have a lot to prove, right? Because the expectations are really high. The, the if you look at the financial ratios, uh, they really are quite high, and that means that in the future, they have to make much more revenue in order to make those ratios um, justif uh, to justify those ratios. Um, and the other thing which I also feel is that there might be a FOMO factor going on right now, because when you see the stock price going up so high, there is also this fear of missing out, or you call it FOMO. And people want to join the party. They don't want to miss out. Yeah, I know people who who, who also, when they saw the stock price going up, and then they went uh, into the stock. But they did not consider doing that when it was at 300, right? Because in March, if you when this whole situation, the health crisis situation started in March, the stock price went down to I think some somewhere around 360 or 330. I'm not sure somewhere in that area. And look at now, it is more than 2,000. So when it was so low, and March was not so uh, long ago, some months ago, but no one wanted to go into it. Everybody was scared. And that's the thing about investing. That is what Warren Buffett said, right? That when uh, you should be optimistic when everybody is fearful, and you should be fearful when everybody is optimistic. So should we be fearful right now? Because everyone is so optimistic about the company. Um, I think if you th if you're a long-term uh, Tesla investor, um, you wouldn't care so much about the highs and lows that comes in short-term uh, mm -hmm. periods. Mm -hmm. So, um, for example, I have a rule for myself that I say that I will buy the Tesla stock every once a month. And uh, regardless of at what prices, and now that it's actually uh, going to be a five to one split, that actually provides even more flexibility. My point is that um, when you are a long-term investor, if you do your investments in the company that you believe in, in intervals, then uh, even through the periods of high and low, it will slowly more or less average itself out. Uh, in terms of the price uh, of the purchase of your stock market. And um, I, I can say I am only optimistic. I can't say I'm fearful or I'm 
too optimistic and just say that in a more or less um, in a matter that in a way that I believe that uh, this is a change that will happen anyway that the uh, that the transition to sustainable uh, mobility or immobility in the future is something that cannot be um, avoided, then I wouldn't care personally so much if it's high and low. Mm -hmm. Of course, you have a very valid point there that that also itself is a uh, big driver in the value of stock market. But personally, um, I, I don't care so much how much the prices if it's high or low. Okay, so that, so that means that you uh, you are really optimistic in the long term, and you have a long term horizon. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Uh, you mentioned stock split. Could you please tell us what stock split is and uh, when the Tesla is splitting their stock? Mm -hmm. uh, so stock split, uh, from my understanding, is when a the price of a single uh, stock of a company. Uh, goes too high. That company offers uh, that uh, a, a split of uh, each of the stock to a certain number. For example, when they say one to five split, that means that if you owned one stock of Tesla before the split, after the split, you will own five of the uh, stock of the te uh, Tesla. Mm -hmm. uh, and but the amount that the but the value. If we assume that the value of the stock before and after the purchase is the same, the value that you own doesn't change. It's just the number that basically gets split. And what it does is basically uh, it enables more people to get involved in the transactions because, for example, you have some brokers which they do not offer a ratio uh, or what you call a point uh, or decimal based uh, um, you mean fractional fractional share. Fractional share yeah. yes. mm -hmm. um, so um, for example the platform that I use it only offers uh, it doesn't offer fractional ratios so it would uh, afford me to the split would afford me to actually uh, purchase at a lower price not at a lower price but fewer number of stocks mm -hmm. uh, so I don't have to pay for example two thousand. Uh, euros uh, for one stock. Uh, I just pay, for example, mm -hmm. one thousand two hundred. If it's yes, that's what I aspire to. That's okay. So yeah, uh, I think it makes sense because uh, many people cannot afford two thousand uh, dollars stock, yeah. right? Um, they they don't have that much money uh, to invest, or even if they have, it's a lot of risk for them, yes. right? Uh, because it's always is a wiser idea to have. Uh, to diversify your portfolio yeah. and not have all the eggs in one basket. So no matter how optimistic you are about one particular company, uh, you should not put all the money in that company, yes. right? So I, I definitely like this idea of stock splits because then many people can afford it as well. Many smaller investors like yeah. us, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, sounds good. Um, so do you plan to buy in the near term? Um, as I mentioned, I buy regardless of the price uh, because I am a long Tesla uh, investor and uh, I know that this is a change that will happen. So, yeah. Yeah. I kept waiting for the tip, but that never comes, man. Yeah, so <laughs> I think if you, because you can never know when it's coming or you can never predict what's going to happen in the stock market. So 
if you just separate yourself from that uh, worrying of what's the price now, if you say long term, uh, it's going to be much higher, then you won't care so much how much it costs at the moment. Yeah, I totally I mean, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, for example, you say that, okay, I see that now it's coming down. And you set a target for yourself. You say, for example, okay, if it hits, I don't know, 1,500, I will buy one more because then it will probably, uh, you know, be worth it still. But uh, I think you shouldn't worry too much about uh, how much the price is. And if you believe in it, just go for it. So you are, you are really optimistic about the long-term prospect? Long-term, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So thanks a lot for, for sharing uh, with us your knowledge about the company and your point of view about the company. Thank you. Um, so folks, that was all from our side. Uh, I hope you liked our uh, this series. Um, if, you, if you did, so please let me know because we will do it more often in the future as well. We will talk about uh, more companies. Or if you want us to talk about a particular company, please let us know. We will be more than happy to talk about it and give you our point of view. Please keep in mind that we are not financial advisors and do your own research before making any investment decisions. Invest wisely. Until next time.